0: Welcome to the Tea with Bree. I'm your host, Bree. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Bree podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, and in turn, to how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am joined by my guest, Danielle Green. Danielle, who uses she, her pronouns, works on a research team at a tech company. She lives in Denver, Colorado with her husband, Ben, and their Australian shepherd, Luna. She grew up all around the world, primarily in Germany, so she loves to travel and have new experiences. As a Black woman, she is passionate about justice and equity, specifically in the tech space. Danielle, Danielle, Danielle. Hello. Uh, So y'all might hear the excitement and the fact that I'm a little out of breath, and it's because I'm just so excited (laughs) to to be chatting with... Danielle today. It's been a long time coming. Um, Danielle and I have actually never met in person because she lives in Denver, but thanks to the internets, we're able to be friends. And also I love Denver. So we're gonna let it slide and when the world opens back up, I'm gonna come visit. So it's fine.
1: Yes. Please, please come visit. I oh, love Denver. So I love happy. Denver. I like uh, Yes. Go it's ahead. So good. Go. No, I was just gonna say Denver, it's it's really great. It is, honestly. I, I love it so much, but Austin is near and dear to my heart. So mm, we're not going to talk about how you almost moved here. I'm going to, I'm going to let it go. I know. I know. So close.
0: Um. So yes, Danielle and I have never met. We've been following each other for maybe like a year now on Instagram, somewhere around. Yeah. There, sounds great. Yeah. You know, since the Panda Express started, which that <laughs> made me laugh the other day. Someone called it a Panda Express. I'm like, I'm taking that. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: I was talking to a friend and I legitimately almost said panoramic. And I was like, I've got to get off the internet. <laughs> I have to get off the internet that I'm like unironically calling the pandemic everything. But everything the pandemic yeah. at this point.
0: I've heard a pondoce, which made me crack up. I heard, a, I called it a palindrome one day. So, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm a nerd. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm super excited because we're going to talk about just. Things through the black lens of a woman today. Um, so not only being a black woman in America and how we're taking care of ourselves during the mm-hmm. pandemic, um, <laughs> but also pop culture, because yes. obviously. Um, love pop culture. I'm also out of breath because I just finished a panel with my... <laughs> basically like my adoptive aunt Pam she's this woman Pam Benson um Owens who's like this really fantastic um DEI consultant here in Austin and she's like a bunch of great work and we virtually met last summer we did another panel together and so like she's now my like Aunt Pam and I'm her niece and it's like we just had another we had part two of a conversation just talking about like how to make spaces more equitable for marginalized groups. So like, it's just been like a, a day of black woman joy. And I'm like, Oh, a time. That
1: is a wonderful day. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um so in your notes because we're going to reveal some secrets of my run of show, you said you really <laughs> you really want to know from Bree what my experiences are, what it's been like being a black woman and sharing your experience as well. So, yes. Uh, so, um where to begin? Um I always think about, like, the major things in my life of, like, I grew up in a very diverse town, um, two-parent household. My mom passed when I was 15. My dad and I stopped talking when I was 18. I went to college. I just – I got my bachelor's in sociology been working in nonprofits since 2012 I've lived in Austin since 2016 I also came out that year as a person who dates people of all genders um been super involved in like politics and racial justice and just bettering the world since I was like five or six and um currently today is February 6th and I have been trying to date again virtually because we're still in a panoramic but yeah I took last year to not date and my friend Sophie was on a couple episodes ago and we talked about like dating habits and why I've been dating so badly. And yeah, right now, interestingly enough, I'm kind of sitting in this, in uh, the space of having a lot of guilt about dating people outside of my race. And I don't know where that comes from. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to unpack that with one of my cousins who we've been in therapy forever. So we've also been talking about our family trauma Uh and yeah, I think it's, I think it's the guilt of feeling as a black woman. I think we're just so expected and I guess this feeds into like pop culture as a black woman, but I think we are expected to uplift everyone to our detriment and expected Uh to hold space for everyone except ourselves and Mm -hmm. how you know, we've really seen like the last like <laughs> couple of decades, if not centuries of how when black men date white women, it is seen as like a power move or like he's mm-hmm. made it and like that's successful. And I th- I think for me, it's reading the stories of black women who are still seen as like over sexualized or just things to conquer. And so I Mm -hmm. think I'm still kind of dealing with that internalization of like, why do you want to date me if you're not black? Right. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and, and will you be able to understand life experiences? Because I plan on either adopting children or having children who look like me. And so Mm -hmm. what would that look like for my child who may not look like their other parent? So yeah, that's that's currently where I am situated at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday in 2021. So <laughs> Oh yes. I
1: so, yeah. I mean I can absolutely uh, speak to that as my husband is a white man. Um and honestly, so we met in February of 2018, and it was like six months after I moved to Denver, and obviously coming up like, you know, the cusp of like trumpism and i was very weary of dating anyone but a black person even though in my past i hadn't dated any black people Mm -hmm. um and so but it was like i'm in a new city right i don't know about (laughs) y'all uh especially because i i went to baylor uh for college which is why I was in Texas and Mm -hmm. why I love Austin (laughs) another plug um and I did not date at all like no one was interested in me at all all four years um at least if they were I didn't know and so yeah I just I don't know I had a knock to my uh self-esteem coming out of college and I was like well I'm moving to this new city here we go uh and yeah I was kind of weary of meeting Ben but you know we talked and I realized that he wasn't like uh, (laughs) I don't know how to say this like politically correct but he just was not like other white men that I've been in contact with would you say that Uh, Ben
0: wasn't problematic is that a good word
1: yeah he was not he was not problematic great uh I knew that he was he voted uh for Hillary you know what I mean so mm-hmm. that was a good indication. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, we can continue this process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I but, had, yeah.
0: The other night I was on Bumble, which I have talked about this on the show before. Like, I don't like the dating apps for me. They're just not my space. And also like being mm-hmm. a black woman in a predominantly white town, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not We're- wanted um and so there is this one guy who had who's a white guy who had black lives matter in his profile and i was Mm -hmm. like shocked Mm -hmm. and i live with one of my best friends and and i was talking to her about it and she's white she goes well that's great i was like yeah but i the bar is on the floor i don't want to be so shocked that I am so excited to see that like the default Uh should be that you believe black lives matter to the point, like you don't have to put it in your profile. And so it's like, it's like this double-edged sort of like, I want to believe that all people believe black lives matter, but then to also see it, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) like, it's this weird space in between of it. And, and I also think like, as a person who dates all genders, like there's been a couple, like I've dated all, I've dated only um, queer people since living here. So either people who are non-binary or trans or female, um, Mm -hmm. and I am a woman. I have not dated a cis-het man since moving to Austin. And so I'm always just like... That's something else I sit with too, of like, Mm -hmm. if I end up in a queer relationship, what does that look like? Because now as a queer activist, as I know, like my queerness isn't tied to my partner, but there's also still that thing I think about. And then also being Mm -hmm. a racial justice uh, activist, there's also that level of stuff that I think about. So Mm -hmm there's just been a lot of stuff I need to get back into therapy y'all I know before someone comes in the dms <laughs> I know and the, the thing is I'm very self-aware like I started therapy when I was 15 like I'm very mm-hmm. self-aware I will do the work I will do the homework my therapist who I used to love me because I'm be like yeah girl no I will tell you everything that's wrong mm-hmm. um but I just know I need to get back into therapy now we're talking about right now so that's currently where I am and just something I've been I've been thinking about lately because you know as since we the the um the vaccine started to roll out. And so Mm -hmm. also we live in Texas where we don't believe the pandemic exists apparently because Uh it's the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, But even that, like just thinking about being safe again and, and what am I looking for when I'm dating? And, you know, it used to be, that I was looking for a person I'd be a good person to co-parent with because I have never seen myself being someone's long-term partner, but I've always mm-hmm. seen myself being a parent and also like I've impacted that. That was 2020's growth. Um, <laughs> yeah, like as I move forward in my life and start thinking about like my careers and not wanting to settle and knowing that I deserve all the things in life that I want, it's just been a really mm-hmm. interesting place to reside. absolutely. So that's my experiences. <laughs> yes um, thank you so much for sharing of course I also tell people like if you ask I'll share I'm not yes. much of a forthcomer unless it's in therapy but if you ask I will share I'm um, so glad. now pop yes. culture yes where shall we begin because there's I, a lot going on right now in the world with pop culture
1: there's so much going on I mean I just like It's not really a secret, but I've just always been so intrigued by pop culture. Yes. So intrigued, you know, like starting like, like what, J14 magazines and like (laughs) all the things when we were younger. Oh my goodness. Just just at me next time. I was literally, (laughs) I don't know why, but the
0: other day we were doing something the other day and all I thought about was like, all I ever wanted in my life was an MTV reality TV show. That's all I ever wanted was to be on reality TV.
1: Honestly, I still kind of do like it's still I was a dream event the other day and I was like, I really think that I could be a character like on one of these shows. And I think we'd be set for life if I would just if I just had the opportunity, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I live with one of my best friends, Shelby, and she got me into Bachelorette last season when it was Tayshia. absolutely couldn't stand Claire. But she got me in because was a black woman who I thought was freaking great. And then I also loved her dad not the point yes but after yes. watching that i was like the learning about bachelor nation and like mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. whole obsession behind that and then now watching matt james yep. Yep. be the black bachelor for the first time yes and shelby's like he's so boring and i was like but i i'm like but think about this and in Britt, who was on many moons ago we talked about if abc ever had a black bachelor and what that would mean mm-hmm. and so i was playing you know the other side of like OK, we have to remember that Bachelor is all throughout the U.S., right? Yep. So there's racists in like middle in in South the U.S., United States. I was going to say America, but that doesn't make sense. Southern <laughs> states of America um, that will have a huge problem with white women lusting after a black man. Yes. And so I'm like, let's let's sit with that. And then also like he can't be out here wilding out being a hell like the other white Bachelors because then he gives a bad name to all black men exactly black people don't get to just be us we have to represent every single one of us because we're constantly put into this monolith that doesn't exist but it does for pop culture and society but yeah, it's been super interesting watching that because, like, I love The Bachelorette with Taysha. I thought Taysha yes. was great. I also excellent. I kept screaming, "Protect Ivan!" I love Ivan so much. So, Ivan, if you're listening, <laughs> I, know you live, I know you live in Dallas, which is only like two hours away from me, and I won't move to Dallas, but you can move here.
1: Thanks. Um so funny. That's so funny. I, I, I liked Ivan, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I was team then 100%. And it's not just because she shares my husband's name. I was like this army veteran who like went through something traumatic, who like just completely opened up to her. And then when he just like, didn't say, I love you after like five days of knowing her and she sent him home, I, I cried. I think I actually cried. And then he was on Nick Vial's uh, podcast and like, just shared more of a story. And I was mm-hmm. like, If I was single, I would be running to California, like, like on feet, like running to find him.
0: Well, I think what Um, also got me about The Bachelorette. Which we'll circle back and rewrite to the Bachelor was the Bachelor like they were having such important conversations. Ivan talked about Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Ben talked about his eating disorder. um, Zach talked about his addiction or his his recovery journey. Yes, like I was like, there's like such like beautiful things happening, and then we get to the Bachelor where it's just like all these girls fighting for no reason. Which Mm -hmm. I also remember that I'm not 50 when I watch these shows. I'm like, what are y'all arguing about? Like, <laughs> yeah. I never understand, like, women not liking women just because of X, Y, and Z. And, like, obviously, like, I grew up in the early, like, aughts and late 90s of, like, is how like, a girl's supposed to look and act like and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. clearly, I've made a whole career of, like, mm, you don't have to fit into the mold, hence Brianna yes. Jenkins Consulting. Not a plug, but right. also a plug. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's that it's that journey of, like, you just see how insecure women are on that show and I hate that like as a person who both likes and loves herself I'm like I'd be damned if you think some girl on the show is going to talk wild because Victoria
1: and I would have had it out night one okay I night one this day I'm like she's not real she's not like I I, obviously she's a real person but like her her just all of it I was like this she Maybe people are like this, but when she snatched the crown off of one of the new girls, I lost it. And I was like, oh, I would have got sent home because I would have punched her in the throat if she would have touched me yeah like, um, and that would have been the end of my
0: journey <laughs> when she when that girl first of all the girl walked in she's like Miss Puerto Rico so well number one already a woman of color which I was like mm, Victoria tread lightly Two, there you go. she walked in her whole sash and crown I said oh they did this just to make Victoria's skin crawl and then Obviously. Victoria took her crown I said oh see well, what would have happened is ABC would have had to gone a commercial because yeah. mm-hmm. <laughsrespace> what we not finna do, and and I'm like I'm thinking of it like just me in that space. Like she could have done that to the girl, and I would have jumped over a couch exactly. just because. Like
1: who? No, no, like, no. And I they all just be- sat there looking at her, and I'm like, what?
0: So, I always no. say like, let don't my. So it's funny when I moved to Austin my family's only two requests my dad asked me that I don't get arrested which I was like that's a fair because I probably would for protesting or something right my nana who was like (laughs) on like social media and text and the whole thing she was like just don't do reality tv I was like where do you think someone's gonna come up off the street like, hey Brie on a tv show she's like mm, she goes I love you but you do know you're not for everyone I'm like no girl I do and that's literally why I like myself so much like I know people don't like me but I just really don't care and my family knows that I do not care and so her I was like I just feel like you don't need to be on reality tv I said you know what I don't think I need to be but I would do it and oh. I think about that all the time because like I grew up like when I was in college, Jersey Shore was on, and I grew up on the yes. north. I grew up in the Northeast, so you bets believe uh, that I was out there acting like I was on the shore. Like, <laughs> I also grew up watching Real World which how you know Coral yep. and Anissa. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for Coral and Anissa to call me because I realized now <laughs> that I was in love with them. Not the point, but I, I look at all those shows and I'm like, yo, MTV really did have it down to a science. Laguna Beach loved it. Lauren uh-huh. Conrad was too calm for me because Kristen Cavallari, have got dragged. <laughs>
1: Direct. I actually just rewatched Laguna Beach like not that long ago. I've been I've been watching so much reality TV during the pandemic because you're trying to get out of your brain. It's just literally exactly mm-hmm. exactly. I'm like, this is so good. It's so brainless. Mm-hmm. I am rewatching uh, Vanderpump Rules right now. Never watched it. Uh, highly recommend. I'm not gonna lie you, Lisa. Like Lisa Vanderpump is like Jeff the kissed. queen of my life. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, would I move to yes. LA just to work at a restaurant? When That's how I fe- have a whole job.
0: <laughs> That's how I felt about. Um, you couldn't tell me nothing about Real, Real Housewives of Jersey when Jersey first came out and Teresa flipped that table. I was like, yes, girl, go off. Mm-hmm. But then also Caroline, Chef's Kiss first season, my fave. Um, but then also my bougie side is like Real Housewives of Potomac. That's me. That is that is legitimately my future life. Like, <laughs> I am. I'm really down to earth but also I can be real bougie and not like snotty like sticking my notes up like needs design right. or anything right. I'm bougie of like I just like really nice things when I can yes do it like a
1: really expensive dinner for no reason why not because it's, I don't think because it's, anything it's a to be ashamed of Thank I you. don't think it's anything to be ashamed of like honestly I've come to realize that I'm bougie yes but also like Maybe, maybe I'm high maintenance and you know, like that's such a a negative word, but I'm like, I really just, I like nice things. I know what I like. Why, when I'm a whole adult, would I not just buy good quality? I don't know. It just, it just like, like, why is there a negative association with liking nice things? Let's unpack
0: that for a minute because the other night- After watching Bachelor. Yes. And he got those girls a pair of Louboutins. Okay. (laughs) Your girl went on to the Louboutin website and started just looking around. Uh huh. I didn't buy anything. Let me start with that caveat. Wow. I'm really proud of you. I was just looking because Mm -hmm. I'm also like, I worked my ass off to be where I am now. Mm -hmm. And if I want to buy a pair of ridiculously expensive shoes that I'll wear once a year, I'm allowed you are allowed to like and want good things. And I feel like there's a shame about that. And I think that goes back to black women being expected to put everyone before themselves.
1: Exactly. And also, you know what, along these lines, and maybe this is, you know, kind of catapulting us into something serious, Mm -hmm. but I have a really big issue when, you know, you see black women having nice things like, a Louis Vuitton or I don't whatever insert designer name and then Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden that thing has like less quality or like when black people travel and you know people are like oh well black people can afford to go to Greece I don't want to go to Greece you know Mm -hmm. and I'm just like where why like why do we do this why is that a thing and it just makes me sad it makes me sad because I'm like not all black people are no one should be poor you know what i'm saying but like Mm. you know there are also black people with money like they're not a a character on a tv show i don't know like Mm. they exist and we should be able to have nice things like everybody else i don't get it because society
0: was set up for us not to have nice things and this goes into racism jim crow redlining Mm -hmm. segregation all the things supremacy
1: how dare
0: how dare a black person want to have a nice trip the nerve The nerve! all I know is I have a whole vacation fund because now I have a financial advisor flips hair because I'm an adult yes um (laughs) and I told her like one of the most important things to me is to have a travel fund because I Mm -hmm. love to travel Mm -hmm. and now that I have a job full a full-time job on top of my consulting business on top of potentially turning the podcast into a lucrative um entity Yes. I'm like, I just deserve to have nice, nice things and nice experiences. And I'm the person like I would rather spend a thousand dollars on a trip than a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes. Right. And that's just me in my house. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the the more the older I get and the more like income I have and the more activism work I do and the more I'm constantly exhausted. I'm like, you deserve to take a break. You deserve nice things. You deserve to go on trips. And yep. Um, my friend Jeff, who's coming on the show, um, his Instagram is the chubby diaries, and he's this black fat traveler, okay. and he talks about like even the racism he he experiences from other people of color and black people when traveling because it's this mm-hmm. thing of like you are a black person, so I don't have to treat you nicely like I treat the white people. And interesting, yeah. And he wrote a whole thing about it, and I'm just like, why do we do this to our own people? Like, I know. I mean, that's just something that's always a moment because I, I again, like I love to travel. I love to do things, love to go places, but like I'm also like safety first. Let me go a place where I'm seen and or like mm-hmm. will be treated nicely. But mm-hmm. then you hear a story like this, like, well, damn, I can't even when I can't afford it, I'm still going to get treated like crap. So it's
1: yeah. true. I know it's yes. I, you know, it's really interesting. So like I mentioned in my bio, I grew up in Germany and so like I have done quite a bit of, of traveling and it's really interesting to hear people's like experiences because I don't know, I never really had any negative experiences in different countries, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, so I, I lived in Sicily for a summer before I moved to Denver And was doing, like, some humanitarian work, let's call it, Mm -hmm. um, with African refugees. And it was so interesting because, like, you know, I was treated, like, well, I would say. Mm -hmm. But then just to see the experience that these refugees had where Italians were like, we don't want you, we don't Mm -hmm. like you, you know, and it just it really broke my heart. To see that, to see people who look like me being treated so poorly. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. But it, yeah, just to, I guess, further drive the point home.
0: Yeah, I think it's also like, we we know how the U.S. can be about immigrants and people who come here for, and people who are refugees, but to even hear about it like in other countries where literally the reason why we are a lot of the time where we are is because white people colonized everything and murdered people who lived there first. So it's always interesting for me to see how like countries where white people have essentially taken over then treat the people who are looking for safety in a space that Mm -hmm. you ruined. So I think that, I think those are very much connected, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. Back to pop culture. What is the one show that you would have want to be on, would have want to been on? Oh, I
1: love that question. I've talked about this with my coworker. <laughs> I, uh, oh, let's see. If I, <laughs> if I wasn't worried about what people think, and I'm just gonna be real, you know, sometimes I would, I would worry about that. Uh, probably Love Island, but like in England.
0: I've never been. I never, what is Love Island? I've never watched. It.
1: <gasps> so it is. You have, like, five guys, five girls, and so the girls get there first, and then the guys come in, and they, like, step forward, and they're like, I want to be paired up with this person, and so they're, like, in couples, and they, like, do challenges, but something like the, uh, like, the public is involved, and you can, like, vote off you like, your favorite couples, and basically the couple that makes it to the end wins money, mm-hmm. um, but I just, like, their accents in the UK are so amazing, and I spent... A lot of time watching Love Island during the panty, um, as in like I've seen every season, <laughs> some of them a few times, uh, and I'm just telling myself now. But yeah, it's it's good TV. Uh, it's mm-hmm. pretty entertaining. Although I don't like the fact ugh, whenever there's a black girl, they don't do her right ever, ever, Ooh. and I have a problem, a big problem with that. It's it's hard. It's hard to watch because you're just like watching people that look like you not get chosen and that's sad listen so that, that's my that's the one thing that i would change if i could change it one thing to let's talk about representation
0: on tv shall we Perhaps, yes please so for those of you who don't know gabrielle union and i are best friends in my head um love her so much yes.
1: so much like so much yes can we just like talk about the fact that she doesn't look like she's aged? Since she
0: hasn't. She's, she a, were, vampire. Like, six she's watching, a vampire. She's She's been 7. <laughs> she's been 17 since like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but so in in her memoir, We're going to need more wine, which is great. Highly recommend to read it. Um okay. I, she does the Audible, which I listen to and it's great. Okay. She talks about how she would have to do her own hair before coming to, like, every single set she was ever on. And then also Tia Mori of T and Tamara also mm-hmm. just said the thing. And Tia's mixed. Like, her dad's white and her mom mm-hmm. is black. And mm-hmm. even hearing that, like, even now this is still happening of, like, mm-hmm. y'all can't get one black hairdresser on the show. Like, They just don't want to. No, That's the
1: thing. They don't want to. And
0: and I want a black makeup artist because if if I see one more girl up here who her skin is 16 times,
1: not the same shade as her neck. (laughs) I just, I feel like we have resources. Like there are people who make makeup for folks that look like us. And yet nothing. Like I honestly, it's kind of laughable at this point that black women are still having to do their own hair like the i just the amount of tv shows i've watched and i'm like who did this to you like who why 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 did no one say like hey that don't look very good why why
0: yeah that's it's just so i've recently obviously i cut my hair in december it's the third time i've like thank you so there time i've cut it off and i also think about that too of like the the beauty industry right of like this whole thing about into blackness of like how important our hair is and then we've seen mm-hmm. like i am not my hair and black women going mm-hmm. natural and all those things and like just hair is such a such an important thing to black people yes. and i don't think i think by not having a person who can do black hair on sets where well, y'all have money buckets of money money just still choose not to
1: do it Just it's just rude blatantly choose it's just honestly it's disrespectful um yeah because you're right i so much of our identity is you know in our hair and i unfortunately that's just like the plight of women but particularly black women oh i just like thinking about like middle school and you know growing up before I like learned how to wear my hair natural Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I didn't even know what like my natural hair looks like until I was a junior in college Mm -hmm. like relaxers all the things um yeah. And then I came across a blogger, you know, who was like wearing her hair natural. And I was like, wait, what? Mm I was like, I've never seen anyone look like that before. Um, and you know, part of that also could have been like living on a different continent. And I think there's a lot of that, that plays into my, uh, journey of, Oh wait, I'm black. Let's
0: talk about that. Oh wait, Mm -hmm. I'm, Oh Mm -hmm. wait, I'm black. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. As a, as a person who grew up in a pretty diverse town and mm-hmm. um, a very black family, and I too had relaxers for as long as I can remember, I went natural when I was 24. I just like, I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm cut my hair off. Um, but I had, had a friend who got dreads, sorry, a friend who had got locks, and then my cousin had cut her hair before me. Mm-hmm. And I remember my reaction when my cousin cut her hair because like, Avery had such gorgeous hair, air quotes right. all around all that. Perpetuation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to her about it. She was like, I just got sick of doing my hair and I got sick of people putting value into my hair and not me as a person. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. girl, thank you for that. And mm-hmm. so like that freeing notion of like, oh, wait, I'm black. And yes. my hair being natural as it looks now is great. I don't have to assimilate into this culture that has taught me that my hair is the br- quote bad. I don't mm-hmm. have to be light skinned to be attractive. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be thin to be attractive. Like all this stuff you just start to unpack of like you when yes. you just start to own your blackness and be so pro-black. Uh, and I think to bring this all the way back into the circle of m- my first notion of 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 dating, I think it's also a thing. And I don't know if you feel this, and I don't want to push this on anybody or make it seem like that's what I'm trying to say. But mm-hmm. I also like have a couple friends who have been talking about like dating outside of our race because we've we've done it. Um, and I think being black is just such an experience that is understood across no matter where you are, no matter who raised you, we were all basically raised by the same person um, yep. which I've found. And mm-hmm. so it's always interesting to me of like, of the the shared experience of black people and not having to explain a joke or why this is inappropriate. And so that's, yep. that's also a thing too, I constantly think of because like being black while tough don't get me wrong is also one of the most hilarious things in the shit we can make funny gets me every time
1: like yes I like will be sitting on my phone cackling and Ben'll be like what are you laughing at and I'm like (laughs) black twitter I'm like I love like just like even being like in my little bb corner of black twitter like like Hmm. We're so funny. We're so funny. Like, we're so funny. I can't imagine not being Black. Like, you know, everyone is beautiful and everyone, you know, is worthy of love, all the things. But I just, like, really enjoy being Black.
0: Yeah. The um, Instagram embracing Black culture, I don't care what is going on. If I just need to laugh, I will just scroll. And when I tell you crying laughing... Yes, yes. I have full-on tears like Like, i can't breathe i cannot breathe laughing so much like (sighs) or like i'm not on tiktok but like i'll watch the youtube of like black tiktokers because i refuse to get tiktok it's not for me i don't have the energy but i'll watch the youtube videos of them and just Mm -hmm. like the hilarity of black people constantly just so so much joy and i can't so funny
1: like i love when people talk about like tell me you're raised in a black household without saying it mm-hmm. the examples i'm like uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep. yep.
0: The, the the do you have mcdonald's money gets me every time i'm every now an time. A, i'm now an adult and i'm still like i got food at home like <laughs> same, same. i can now like, pay my own mm-hmm. bills and i'm just like mm, you got food at the house and i'm like whoo <sighs> i get so mad at myself sometimes like no no don't do this you got you got coffee at home why are you stopping Uh uh-huh
1: yeah oh my gosh we really were all raised by the same person and I just go ahead go ahead go ahead I didn't I didn't know like I thought it was just me nope you know what I mean like I brought you into this world I can take you out of it uh you know do I look like boo-boo the fool to you just like all like all of those things I'm like oh
0: (laughs) That is a collective experience. Every time a black mom says, I'm not your friend, I'm like, oh,
1: <laughs> triggered. What I'm not I-? one of your little friends.
0: <laughs> what was it? I was like, oh, there's this black girl <laughs> who does an impersonation of a black old woman. And there's this one of like, when somebody dies and you tell your grandmother, and it's the, you know, Charles. I, when I tell you like every single thing she said, I was like, is that, is that Sally? Like, legitimately, <laughs> my grandma, I'm like, you know, Charles, he drove that red truck for years. Yeah. I was like, I have to send it to you. It was so funny. I watched her entire like Instagram one night just freaking rolling. <laughs> Cause it's just like, ugh, it's just, it's hilarity of like people who were like, like, um, not Carlton Banks on Instagram he kills me every time of like black (laughs) black people in church and that's such an experience too of just like I'm like I can't like there's just no coming Mm -hmm. back from this ever and like nope uh, and I think it's been so interesting the last year of like just finding black joy like yes and sitting in it right like Mm -hmm. we all know that racism didn't just pop up last year black people have been getting murdered for years by white supremacists and police and they can both be white police officers who are white supremacists Mm -hmm. um but just the amount of humor that has literally just kept me together and being able to laugh yes oh chef's kiss like there's nothing like it
1: i think it's the only reason that i've made it you know like i think for me Unfortunately, it was probably like 2016 when I realized what was going on. And, you know, part of that was being in college, being in predominantly white spaces, and no one talking about, you know, police violence. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think so, like, you know, like the last four or five years just been on a journey of. Trying to learn more and trying to educate people I'm around and speaking up for things. And then I think, you know, by the time last summer rolled around and people were like, oh, gasp.
0: I had no idea. Not, not an audible gasp, girl.
1: <laughs> an audible gasp. And I was just like, where have you been? And especially if you are my friend what are you talking about you don't know what to do you don't know what's happening you are so shocked and trying to process I'm like I have been talking about this for the last four years
0: let me tell you a friend of mine got dragged um Mm -hmm. not on purpose but also like not on accident but she Mm -hmm. had texted me like I'm so shocked this happened and blah, blah blah I'm like did you forget I'm black girl? And that every t- time we go somewhere, I'm never, I'm not safe anywhere. Like, no, I'm sitting in my kitchen right now, and I'm like, you know what? A police officer just drove by. I'm like, mm, he could have parked and just b- broke into my house just for giggles today, right? Like, mm-hmm. I am never not safe. <clears throat> I'm never safe. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. But like that whole like, I'm shocked. I can't believe this, and this isn't the America I know. I'm like, I don't know what America oh. you grew up in, girl. Like that was that was a whole thing too there's this black woman named jasmine who's also a comedian on instagram um she does the like in the white house hr desk lady hilarious i'll also okay. put in the show notes um Please. but she um <laughs> She's just been saying like, I'm, I'm so sorry. What do you, what do you mean shocked? Like, this isn't the America I knew. It was like conversations with Karen or something like that. And then I was (laughs) rolling. It's like, I'm just so shocked. I'm just so shocked. She goes, "Mm, okay, well, clearly we don't live in the same America girl. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Like you're saying, like for, for me to have black friends like last year's big, I'm so shocked. I'm like, this is literally my whole career. Y'all realize like the reason nonprofits exist is because our country and our government is failing people. And so people create nonprofits in order to fill in the gaps, because if we had (laughs) the government that actually supported its people, we wouldn't need to fund abortions and get housing and all these different other things because white supremacy and the more wealthy you are, the more you are acquitted with whiteness. And so, Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, I personally have had to just uh, let go of a few people uh from my life because i'm like i just don't really i just like don't have time and space for the you know the audible gasp the Mm i (laughs) the i'm learning so much about both sides like oh mm, 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 mm. i'm like this this in this situation there is a right and a wrong there is no both sides uh yeah and if you don't know that by now like I don't I'm not the one who's gonna who's gonna teach you so I have now told people that if
0: you want me to educate you my consulting fee is this you can book me at dot slash consulting um mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like I'm I'm so sorry what do you have y'all just thought that people black people were just like talking into the ether for the last 500 years
1: like yes what? <laughs> yes like like honestly yes I really I really think people uh non-black non-people of color have just been they've just been chilling you know what I mean like when it's not in your face you don't have to think about it and you know what a what a uh, privileged life that might be but don't you know, I don't, it just, the whole conversation is just, it can be so upsetting. So upsetting.
0: Yeah. Um, also to shout out my dear friend, Gabrielle Union's book again, um, (laughs) we're going to need more wine. She talks about this of like her and Dwayne raising their kids in Florida Mm -hmm. in a very wealthy neighborhood because Mm -hmm. it's Dwayne and Gabby, sorry, Nikki. Um, and talking about how, like they had to tell their kids, like, Uh, the police will not care who your father is when they pull you over Mm -hmm. they will not care who i am they will just see a black boy in a neighborhood where you don't where quote you don't belong and they're not going to ask you questions it's just read that book obviously everyone i'm gonna read it because nikki's the best but also like it's just like reading her words of like she was the only representation i saw for a long time as a black woman like mm-hmm. her queen latifah like obviously all the women on living single which was before mm-hmm. friends which i will okay we'll circle back yep we'll go back. Um, been in it. Mm-hmm. um but like gabrielle union t and tamara mm-hmm. um a couple Brandy, of moesha oh yeah um aisha what is her last name it'll come to me um but this woman aisha who like played the black girlfriend of ross on friends she's like in a bunch of other stuff oh right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I remember on that um yeah and like you like obviously before all the cosby Show happened and even if you take bill cosby out of the cosby show the cosby show a different world like yep. but i remember like i grew up watching those shows because my parents mm-hmm. were 24 and they had me and then i think about like when i turned like 10 like it was just so hard to like Fine TV with black women on it. And so like mm-hmm. union being in in Ten Things I Hate About You and seeing mm-hmm. her on Friends. And um, she kind of being like the it black girl in the nineties, mm-hmm. aside right. from like Moesha and Brandy, because obviously right. Chef's kids. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, I just think of like how hard it was to find people who looked like you mm-hmm. growing up. Now let's talk about living single. Did you see that so- the guy? the guy who played Ross had the nerve to say, I would love to see a Friends reboot but with a all-black or all-Asian cast. Someone goes, Friends was an all-white version of Living Single. Mm-hmm. So, okay.
1: The way he got dragged, like dragged, just like slept, was a moment that I was so thankful to be a part of because I'm like, wow, people I just like the it's not about you. It is not all about you. Say like, it again. It's not all about you. We've we've been doing these things. Like we have been. It's we've been existing. We've 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 been here. We have been here. We did not show up in the last two years. Mm. Hello, people. Like oh, I still love watching Living Single with my mom. Like
0: we are living oh, oh. <laughs> Listen. Such a good show. Like just Such black Such a women, good show. Black women supporting each other, beautiful black man, which doesn't matter but also like beautiful successful black successful, just like living their lives. Um like, a black woman on TV with locks in her hair who was a lawyer. Bitch. Friend, friends could never.
1: <laughs> Ugh, could
0: never. Also like no shade but Friends also like does not hold up anymore.
1: No. Living single. Okay. Goes. Let me. I just like I need to have a, like, just a moment. You Take all the space you need. (laughs) I used to love Friends. And, but it was because I lived in Germany and then we didn't have, like, normal cable. And so I literally would just, like, watch Friends DVDs all the time. And, like, I just, I thought it was so funny. And then I met Ben and I told him that Friends was, like, one of my favorite TV shows. So this was just, like, three years ago, mind Mm -hmm. everyone. And he was, like... Ugh, I can't stand Friends. Like, I can't stand anything with laugh tracks. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so then I, like, went on YouTube and watched Friends with the laugh track taken away. And my life was changed. And Friends is not funny. I said it. I just put it out there into the universe. Y'all, she said at her. Sorry. Friends is not
0: funny. Sorry.
1: Don't be... I'm not, I'm not going to be, you're right. I'm not sorry. It's just, it's right. It doesn't hold up. Uh, It's not funny. And I just can't believe I spent so much time just like, anyways. Yeah. Moment of (laughs) silence for all the time. I'll never get back.
0: (laughs) I'm also like thinking about, I'm trying to think like what other black shows I really loved growing up. That could be a whole podcast episode. That could be. Because like family matters a bop. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Fresh Prince still holds up. So good. A bop. Obviously. Um, that's a Raven, which that's a real a black show. Fight me. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Her mom also had locks
1: on Disney Channel. Yes. Y'all. yes. Beyond our time. Like yes. I was going to say there were just these moments that I just I don't know. I don't think they got enough appreciation. Like obviously like people love That's a Raven. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like these things were happening again, you know, like mm-hmm. they were happening and then they just like kind of stopped happening. So
0: I, when I say I love the movie, A Preacher's Wife with Whitney and Denzel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I am not under, I'm not being overzealous. I love mm-hmm. that movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whitney's best movies, Chef's Kiss. Mm-hmm. But the fact that a lot of people don't know about Preacher's Wife gets me every single time Christmas rolls around like how because it's it has denzel washington and whitney houston in it and loretta devine i believe is in it yes yeah, she is she pays she plays the like yes. secretary there's just mm-hmm. like jennifer lewis is in it she plays whitney's mom i'm like how do you not know and let's just talk about jennifer lewis for a minute because her memoir the mom of black hollywood not an understatement she's played oh, have you not read her memoir no yeah she's a please, whole number please send me all of, i need all of
1: it <laughs> yeah obviously
0: um, so jennifer lewis plays like everybody's mom in every single black tv show
1: so mm-hmm. like she played
0: tupac's mom i think in poetic justice if i'm not wrong she played whitney's mom in a preacher's wife she played on fresh prince as one of his aunts jennifer lewis is just out here getting bags and checks her whole career she plays anthony anderson's mom in blackish like she's just been out here in the game for years yes yes and i think about her constantly because she is hilarious right Mm -hmm. like and i just think about like there's so many like wonderful black women that we just don't give roses to viola davis is like classically trained yes or just now out
1: here learning about her i'm like what where have y'all been like (sighs) when people try to call her the black meryl streep i'm like please 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 do not disrespect her. Like oh, if that's not a good knock good against Meryl. Street, Meryl's great, but it's just like, but like she is already Viola Davis. Like she doesn't need to be the black anything.
0: Did you see her rebuttal on a talk show where she talked about that of like people? Yes, a black Meryl Streep, and she was yeah. that'd be really great if I was making Meryl money, but people would constantly
1: lowball me. And I said, oh, you better mm. preach, girl. Say it. Mm. Say it. Give her the credit that she deserves. I Which mean, she's you- excellent.
0: Octavia Spencer, Carrie, Wa- Carrie Washington. Excellent. Let's have one my girl, Carrie. So Carrie, yep. for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. Carrie Washington was in Save the Last Dance. She played the boy sister, which if you don't yes. know, fun fact trivia, and killed it. But then, killed it. But then she played Olivia Goddamn Pope. Yep. And we still
1: don't deserve. Nope. Because what she did for TV? I mean, she... Like she really did pave the way, just seeing this strong, beautiful black woman in such a powerful position. Like I, she honestly, that role was probably part of my like, yeah, I'm a black woman, you know, like, yeah, I'm really proud of being, Mm -hmm. of looking like her. You know what I mean? Ah, yes. Yes. Loved it.
0: Yeah, that it was her, and then also the woman who plays Miranda Bailey on Grey's Anatomy. Yes, y'all couldn't t- y'all still can't tell me nothing about Miranda Bailey and that character. Nothing, not a thing, nothing. Felicia Lashad, oh, we got to talk about. Ph- I, we, excellence, we should just scrap. We're gonna come back another episode to talk about black, the black greats. Because, oh my gosh, can we? Cause I'm gonna be part of that conversation because we might have to have like five people on that Zoom recording. Because, <gasps> oof, oh, yes. I'm. I just. Are you in Clubhouse? We'll do a Clubhouse and just talk about this because <laughs> I need people to just know the black greats that we had, have, and will have. Because yes, yes. there are some black uh, girls coming up now. Yes, and I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, better, better get with it. Like China
1: and McLean. Okay why is she not in more you know like no that shade girl's been, I, that
0: girl's been in it since she was like six yes what like was it what was the movie uh daddy's little girl with her and her sisters can't can't even so she had that movie and then she also was on ant Farm on disney channel and yep. she's also been she's just been out here in these in these tv streets and yep. in movies and y'all just been sleeping on my girl She's a flat lightning, and I'm like, oh, you better come through,
1: girl, because I just like I want her to be in more prolific things. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing the same two or three Mm -hmm. very light skin black young women Mm -hmm. in every single role. And And she just cut off, she
0: cut off all her hair last year too. So now she's like this whole reckoning. I'm like, you better work. You better go off, sis.
1: And so beautiful.
0: So good. Yeah. I, I think like also like as I sit here and I, like I said, I just got off another panel and we we're talking about like, what do you want in the future? I was like, I just want a future where black women can just show up and that's enough. Yes. We don't have to do this emotional labor. We don't have to fight what you all to pay us. We can just show up and be valued and validated and supported and just given space, collect our check
1: and go on vacation and be treated like people. Honestly, I don't understand. I mean, obviously I understand, but. Like the fact that it's not more complicated than white supremacy and racism, just like it kills me. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally not more complicated than that. That is it. Like there's not like some deep like we know, we still don't understand why black people are treated differently. Like it racism, people, white supremacy, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. That's it. There like that's that's it at the root of all of our problems. At the root of
0: why Trinity McLean doesn't have her own full-on <laughs> biopic already Wait yes. Come see. yes, I'm also just saying that the day I get to meet Gabrielle Union, top what, a notch. Day. what a day. That's how I feel about like it's like my like yeah oh, that's a that's a that's a good way to like wrap this. Who are like the top five black women you want to meet? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have mine already picked, so if you want okay. me to go first, I can go. yes, you go first, yes, Oprah. Michelle Obama Gabrielle Union Tessa Thompson and then I'm always stuck with the last one of either Janelle Monae or Lena Waithe
1: <gasps>
0: Ooh, I know it's all going it's to happen it's, I'm speaking yes. obviously Beyonce but I feel like Beyonce is always getting picked I'm trying to like share the wealth right right but obviously yes. B I want to meet you B oh yes. wait sorry everybody I'm going to take back Janelle and Lena and replace it with Amber Riley <sighs> Who
1: also I don't think gets enough credit? Who for sure doesn't get enough
0: credit? She carried Glee. Fight me. I
1: was literally about to say the same thing. I'm like, she carried
0: Glee. Literally, when I say fight me, when I say fight me, that is like the one thing I will go to bat for every time. Fight me, Amber Riley, the goat. Never, y'all. Y'all wish y'all faves on Glee could have
1: like. Lea Michelle could never could never still can't that. could never still can't still can't um okay my top five black women I want to meet oh my gosh okay um obviously Oprah and Michelle Obama those are just like non-negotiables at this point like I just feel like if they don't make your top five list like where what are you living what are do you doing like, what are you doing with your life you know mm-hmm. all right and then Issa Rae I think she is <gasps> so mm-hmm. funny so funny um oh my gosh i just like it's so hard to just like pick i also want to meet serena williams because i just like how do you win athletic competitions like while carrying a child <laughs> what um oh, who would my last one be top five this is so hard because there are so many good choices there's no bad choice that's the beautiful i know thing that's also here i know and then, this is like not random, but probably Queen Latifah. Not random. Like I just—we
0: we have the same birthday. Not random at all. Uh, my dad, like, my dad, legit calls me Queen because of that. <laughs> she's a. She has been killing it. She's another one who does not get enough accolades. Not I mean, enough. The movies, she's hilarious. the TV shows, the re- like triple the music actress.
1: Ugh, just she's hilarious. It's so funny. So so funny, funny. and I just. I'm, like, where... I'm sad because I feel like there are so many Black people that, like, their fame kind of got, like, stuck in, like, the 2000s. You know what I mean? Well, like, g- it just, g- like g- it's just, like, it's not been... I mean, I just, like, when I think about Queen Latifah, I'm, like, what is she... I know that she's had movies, like, throughout, yeah. like, the 2000s, 2010s. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, not the same. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and I think a lot of, like the shows that we talked about I'm like okay outside of like black ish and mixed ish mm-hmm. and whatever ish other issues are out there like oh, where else are we seeing like those sitcoms well it's interesting you say because like the one part the one black person
0: I was thinking about who like got stuck in the 2000s air quotes is Megan Good she being fucking everything exactly cousin-, cousin Skeeter deliver us from Eva
1: you got served like she was in yes.
0: everything
1: Yes. Now I'm like, where's my girl? Like, and even like the thi- like, think like a man's are mm-hmm. from like the 2000s, I think, mm-hmm. like late 2000s, you know? So it's just like, where, like, unless these are all like, I've chosen to step back and like, I just like, I don't, I don't think that's true. Mm-mm, not at all
0: um we're gonna do an instagram live of like talking about this because i feel like okay we're gonna we're gonna get some people make yeah so we're gonna have to schedule this because i'm like very excited about it now i just feel um, like the conversation i could just keep talking for hours we're, we, we might have to do a secondary podcast episode because okay. i'm like let's just talk about the black greats go um okay as you know i will list all your stuff in the show notes um Instagram, the whole shebang. But at the end of every episode, I like to ask the question, what is the best advice you were ever given?
1: Or what's a piece of advice you'd give your younger self? Yes, I was thinking about this. And I've said it many a times. And I'll say it again, I would tell my younger self that like, people don't care about me and what I'm doing as much as I think they do. You know what I mean? Like, like you just, we spend so much time, we, I spend so much time worried about what other people are going to be thinking of me. And it's like, they don't care. Like they like at the end of the day, don't care. So just like, just do what you want to do. Like what you want to like, and don't worry about it. That is what I wish I could tell myself. Cause especially like, I look back at pictures and I'm like, man, I was cute. Like what was I what what was, was I worried poppin'. about? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's what I would tell my younger self. You was popping.
0: We was all popping. We are popping now. We are. We were, we will continue to pop. That's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Bree. Send me an email at The Tea with Brie at gmail.com and visit the website The Tea with Bri podcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.